Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 129. I'm so glad that television isn't leavened. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, the wonderful, the asymmetrical, <laughs> Courtney Hawking. Hello. And to my right, the regular Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Uh, Queen of the haiku, I hear. Oh, that's the word on the web. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Queen of the haiku, please I, please tell. I had to judge a haiku competition for a news.com.au blog. It right. was very exciting. And uh, yeah, I can't really remember what it was about, but the prize, I believe, was some kind of Bavarian stockings. Okay. <laughs> Nothing more Japanese than Bavarian stockings. That would be Lederhosen that's, of some sort, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's exactly right. Lederhosen. That yeah, was the prize. Yeah, that's totally Japanese. Yeah. Totally. Courtney, of course, is filling in for Ross, who is away on paternity leave. Now, with new baby, mm. finally. What? Where was it? Uh, it was just not, not here yet. <laughs> oh, I see. So it, he was just skiving off on paternity leave without the actual... Yes. Yes, and, and you know, and, and we say paternity leave. We don't get paid for this. Mm. So, really, he's just taken some time off. <laughs> but, sure, let's, let's say paternity leave, because that gives him an excuse. Yeah. Uh, but yes, he uh, the baby was born. I think uh, last Tuesday night. What sort? Uh, a, human. A, bo- a human boy. Good, excellent. So, uh, so congratulations to Ross and Deirdre, and also little Fry and Nate, uh, and and Nate or Seuss, as I will uh, be be calling him. Uh, Middle name. Seuss. Yes. Mm. Right. Uh, so, congratulations to all of them. It's a very exciting news. If you want to send your congratulations emails, you can. Hooray at boxcutters.net. Ross is still checking the email, so I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Coming up on this episode of Box Cutters, we have the wonderful Courtney Hawking in. She's going to be telling us about some of her time spent uh, at Channel 7 manning the phones. Well, at, at an unnamed so, station... Which may or may not be Channel 7. Right. right. <laughs> Possibly 9. Could be 10. Could be 10. Could be the AB. Yeah. And when I say maining, I mean ladying yes. the phones. Yeah. Exactly. Important difference. Yes. Yeah. Very much ladying the phones. Uh, I'm going to have a review of Saxondale, mm. which is a, a, a show that I'll tell you all about later. <laughs> I won't ask a, a question now then. Don't ask any questions now. Okay. He always does though, Courtney. What? Oh, I'm not allowed. Was, no, you can ask. You can. You can. What, what? No, it's okay. Is that a spin-off from EastEnders or something? No. Okay. Is, does it have ponies? No. Oh. Do they have Vikings? No. Uh-uh. Three no's, you're out. <laughs> well, we'll have to find out later. We've got I can't an, wait. We've, we've got an I Don't Buy It. We've got a Ray Watch. We've got a whole bunch of pork. We've got no quiz this week, uh, mostly because... Uh, I can't top that question. I think I need to, to spend some time and do some researching and come up with a, a really good question. And none of the listeners have as yet either. No. So, uh, last week, Courtney, we we had the uh, the giveaway of uh, a great question mm-hmm. from uh, f- that was sent in to us by a box cutter listener. Yeah. And uh, we had to run the quiz over two weeks because the question was so hard that uh, people had sent in their entries in the first week. Nobody got it right. Really? Really. And an unprecedented number of entries as well. It was just fantastic. So we opened it up for the second week and said that anybody who wanted to send in 
another answer, even though they had already sent in an incorrect answer, could have a second bite of that apple. Mm. And, uh, and it, it was great. It, it was really good. But now the level of that question has, has raised the, you know, yeah. we, we used to just go, what's Brett's favourite show? And, uh, and then people would send in anything. And because Brett pretty much likes everything, they'd be right and, and win a prize. But no, now, now it's the tough questions we've got to ask. So no quiz this week, but there will be a quiz next week. I promise. The lines are still open uh, for your questions. Though. Yeah, please. If, if you've got a question, hooray at boxcutters.net. Are you sure there's a quiz next week? I'm absolutely positive there's a quiz next week. Okay. Because I'm going to come up with a question okay. for the quiz Is next it going to be related to Saxondale? It, see, that's also what we used to do. We would talk about a show during the episode yeah. and then just ask a question about that show for which we had given the answer at some stage during the episode. Mm. No one really liked that. Well, because it's a bit like Hot Dogs Up Late, isn't it? It's a little bit, but th- that stayed on air for a while and we thought <laughs> that's really how it would go. I miss the dogs. Really? No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. And now for the news. In shocking news, head of the Seven Network, David Leckie has been fighting for his life in hospital in an induced coma. That's not really fighting for your life in an induced coma. That's just kind of taking it easy. Sorry. Uh, He's been on death's door. (laughs) Where where are you getting death's door from? (laughs) Well, he's he's very freaking close to it. The release release I had from Channel 7 said uh, David Leakey's in... uh, in, 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 uh, You think they're trying to calm down the investors or what? Maybe. So, but that he was going to be back at work in a week. So he's like in the similar condition to National Bingo Night. Is that right? Could go either way. But they're saying he's coming Isn't back. Isn't that dead? Yeah. Well. Tim Campbell's <laughs> off doing hey, something well, else. Hey. Hey. I'm just saying. Hey. No, it's not dead. It's just rested while they work out why the numbers were different. So what they're trying to do with David Leckie here is they're resting him while they're trying to work out why his digits are different. Smooth. <laughs> Nicely done. And the digits do fit in because uh, his index finger was almost severed a number of weeks ago in a uh, tragic roller door accident. <laughs> Wait, what a way to go! Nearly killed by your roller door. Well, it, it, was it a roller door? Yep. It, it wasn't just a, a regular garage door. No, no it was a roller. He door. wouldn't it was a just have a regular garage no. door. It's David Lecky. Come on. Yeah, fair enough. He'd, he'd have a roller door with with lights on with it. With nubile young women pulling it down for him. <laughs> Clumsy, obviously, Clearly. young women. So it had microsurgery to reattach the finger um, and then a couple of skin grafts uh, with a, a few days in between. Apparently, uh, what I've read over the week is that he's such a workaholic that he couldn't actually make himself stay in bed and just mm. get some bed rest and was back in the office, uh, basically the afternoon of the operations. Um, and uh, he got a bit of a, an infection and, in fact... Um, What's the name of it? Septicemia? Septicemia, where the infection actually gets into the bloodstream. That's terrible. Yes. And so uh, he's. Here I am making jokes about it. That's horrible. He's been put into the induced coma to help his body fight. The infection. Well, let's hope. Uh, let's hope he, uh, he he can fight that infection and and get back in the game. Um, he's serious but stable, I believe. I read. Uh, well, that's just been David Leckie all over. <laughs> <laughs> it's not known if the infection was the result of a hospital superbug, such as the uh, MRSA. 
aren't just like the channel that gives us all sayings to blame the hospital. <laughs> it's the administration's fault. That's that's how that's this whole storyline has been on uh, All Saints recently. It's always the administration's fault at the hospital. Isn't the administration John Howard? Uh, no, no, no. John Howard's head of the uh, emergency department. Right. Administration is actually Nicholas Bell. Who's who he? Was, I don't know him. <gasps> he was the answer to last week's quiz question, oh, Courtney. I see. So, English well, guy? I wouldn't have known, would Bald? he? Bald? He was in the games? No. Um, he's Aaron... He's Aaron... Aaron... Cheviot. He's on Utopia. Utopia. I'm like 12. I don't watch much TV. I don't you, know what's going on. You are, you are like... You don't watch much TV. <laughs> When I said, D- do you know stuff about TV? Do you want to come on the show? You went, oh, yeah, sure, sure. And now, suddenly, hey, don't watch too much TV. I don't want to fight. You're talking about David Leckie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you just before. Now, I did briefly work for a TV station. Right. And, uh, and the head of that TV station came to our Christmas party. And I can see why David Leckie didn't want to take time off. Because the head of the party, had, the head of the network, had to draw the raffle. And uh, my favourite quote from him when he drew the raffle is he pulled someone out, read their name, and went, I thought I told you not to put in anyone who'd been on maternity leave. (laughs) (laughs) So I can see why David Leckie wouldn't want to take any time off. He might lose the raffle. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That that makes a lot of sense. Mm. That that makes a lot Did of sense. Did that anonymous head of network actually say that? Yeah, he also he also read one name and said, I'm paraphrasing obviously, who the hell is this? Well that that sounds so much like Channel Nine. Yeah, it does. It, it could very it could very easily be Channel Nine. Mm. Sean Brown, 10, I reckon. Or seven. You think Sean Brown and <laughs> SBS. You think it was <laughs> SBS that you know. Sean Brown yeah. Brown's a very Anglo name. Surely with a, <laughs> a na- Surely with a name like Brown he should be at Channel Nine. Brownie. It's a it's, a, it's an ongoing joke. Right. Mm, a, mm. Sorry. With Christine Spiteri. Christine Spiteri. Uh, being told. With an analog Spiteri, go and work at SBS. We'll just fill you in on all of our <laughs> jokes. Thank you. Appreciate Cause, it. Because I'm guessing, Courtney, much, much like a lot of listeners, you haven't heard a lot of the lead-ups <laughs> to, to, to these jokes. And uh, so it's good to fill people in, I think. <laughs> this is like the catch-up episode where they show all the bits from the first half of the season. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Previously on Box Cutters. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll just set up all the jokes for you. That'd be yeah, great. We could take a week off and just let the producers come in and explain some of the ongoing That's just you, running isn't jokes. It? Yeah, we don't have producers, <laughs> Brent. I mean, so you know, other, for a week off to... other than us. So, uh, so the difference would be you'd come in and explain the jokes you've made. Yeah. All right. Okay. Which we do anyway. The Simpsons are in trouble in Argentina, Ooh. of all places. Apparently in an episode that has gone to air in the US, but has not gone to air in Argentina as yet. Mm. So how are they how in trouble, in trouble in, in Argentina? Argentina then? Well, uh, the, what happens is Carl Carlson uh, tells Homer that former Argentine pre- president Juan Perón, mm. very famous, former Argentinian president Juan Perón, was a dictator and adds when he... When he disappeared you, you stayed disappeared. <laughs> and uh, then Lenny pipes in, of course, his wife was Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a, it's a funny bit. It's not just funny, it's true. It's Well, it's not true. Oh. Because Juan Perón wasn't a horrible dictator of Argentina. That was uh, the, the guy who was uh, head of Argentina from 76 to 83. Whose name was? I don't. I don't know. But that there was a, a, a military regime uh, in charge of Argentina then that was blamed for a lot of disappearances for yeah. for about thirty thousand yeah. citizens. With the secret yeah. police and, and yes. the whole sting we dance, sure. they dance alone. 
pretty nasty. Think, what was his name? So it's it's not uh, it's not uh, scheduled to. Uh, I, I want to say Noriega, but it wasn't. I get mixed up no. with all the all the South American dictators. Uh, it, anyway, it's it's not scheduled to to be on air in Argentina until June or July, but over the last week, YouTube had an estimated twelve thousand viewings from Argentina alone Jeez. of this clip. Did, and, did they put a lot of angry comments? Uh, I would I would think so. Mm. I would think so. Uh, Lorenzo Pepe. It's his real name. Uh, who was a former congressman and now secretary general of the National Institute of Juan Peron, mm. asked for uh, a national broadcasting regulator to intervene. Mm. They don't really know what the international broadcast sorry what the national broadcasting regulator could do. But yeah, it seems uh, odd, doesn't it? Like, I mean, if someone said Bob Hawke was a dictator, you'd just go, "Well, it's not that funny," but. But the Argentinians feel very passionately about Juan Perón. He was their special mate. He, he really was. Yeah. Well, I said their point. They're yeah, like calling off Whitlam a dictator. Although lots of, lots of people do that and we kind of go, oh, f- <laughs> fair slice of the salada. Fair suck of the sev. And, uh, and, and people go, yeah, all right. Yeah, no, I went too far. Okay, right. So, yeah. Are they so it's supposed to be on in May? Uh, no, J- June or July, June or July. in Argentina. Hmm. Uh, who the hell knows when in Australia? Yeah. <laughs> but then, then again, you know, The Simpsons did that Australia episode, and we all got horribly offended because mm. it was a, a a terrible, terrible reflection of of Australia. Well, not even a reflection; it was a just an awkward shade. Well, not even cliche. There was that giant boot. It was just dumb. Yeah, but they still repeat that though. Yes, like they still show it, and nobody cares anymore. So no, that's true. Mm. That's that's because we're a country of of people who just don't care after a while, right? I think that works out well. Just uh, checking out factmonster dot com, they say that Peron was a dictator as well. Really? Yes. Well, if Fact Monster say so, <laughs> how did? What is Fact Monster? Where did you get uh, facts? Where did you it was get the, n- the number one Google result when I put in Argentina fact dictator? Monster. Really? Yep. Is that, does Fact Monster hold up in a court of law? I, d- I don't think so. Or a court of broadcasting? It, it, you, you, it, you it looks well, kind of official. You may as well have said... It does not look official at all, Brett. It's called Fact Monster. <laughs> you may as well have said, according to the internet, you're saying it looks official because it's got a map of Argentina on it. And the flag. And also Hangman on the right-hand side. It's pretty official. It's, what news have you got, Brett? Uh, uh, hang on hang on a second, hang on a second. <clears throat> Courtney, do you have any news? No. Brett, what news do you have? <laughs> I just thought that it'd be fair uh, judge, to point out that Courtney didn't do too much homework. A <laughs> very good friend. I hate this show. You, you, yesterday, I called you yesterday, Courtney. It's, I'm being horribly unfair. It's, I called you yesterday. There's no way you could have enough time to, Whatever. Uh, to, to catch up on all the jokes and... <laughs> I say jokes, but people people listening on their iPods are going, would they're supposed to be jokes? <sighs> I'm sorry. Brett, what have you got? Our very best friend of the judiciary, Judge Betty. Has t- can you please, <laughs> can you please have some respect for, for a judge of the court? Is that ugly Betty's, Betty's sister? No. <laughs> Justice King. Thank you. <clears throat> has dubbed herself the queen of banning things. <laughs> 
frankly, if she's dubbing herself that, I think that we can call her Judge Betty. Uh, is she, she's a bandit for banning. <laughs> Queen of banning things. Terrible what, what, Why? What is she banning now? Um, well, there was a, uh, a story coming up on Sevens Today Tonight program this evening, being Monday, uh, which she has viewed after viewing a segment in the court this afternoon. Uh, she said, being the queen of banning things, it is obviously my role. Uh, <laughs> but what was the segment about? If it is on, it was, it was a, uh, a television showdown between crime matriarchs Judy Moran and Barbara Williams. Oh. Uh, Barbara Williams being uh, the mother of Carl, Carl. and uh, Judy Moran being the the Moran matriarch, yes. Um, She said, if it is on, I urge you not to watch it. This was before she'd banned it. It's Mrs. Williams and Mrs. Moran. I don't know what's in it, but I don't imagine it's going to be edifying or pleasant or anything else. One thing is, it's not going to be... Irrelevant. I'd like to see those two and Kath Pendergrill in a cage match. Mm. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'd watch. I'd watch today tonight if it was that. Yeah, Kath Pendergrill. Pen, yeah, Pen, Pendergrill. Pen, the the woman who's the matriarch of the the uh, the crime family that uh, out of Janus. Yeah, that Janus uh, was based on. Even even the woman that played her. Oh yeah, <laughs> rough as guts. So uh, so uh, Justice King has has said- she did ban that. She, she did stop that going to air. Yes. Because it may be prejudicial. Um, an interim order stopping the interview going to air until 4.15pm tomorrow. Oh, so it'll just when be on she'll tomorrow. she'll have further discussions about the program. Right. Right. Mm. So she's told uh, members of the jury to uh, don't watch it. And if members of their family or friends watch it, they should not talk to them about it. But it's not going to is- be on, so they're not going to watch it. This is just going to be a boost for today tonight's ratings. Mm. Something like this. I mean, it, it's completely to be not the- showing something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because they'll be talking about not showing it uh, in the same way that the chaser didn't show the uh, the today tonight footage that, <laughs> that they recorded there. Uh, but that episode of the chaser rated far more than any other episode before. Uh, to not show something is often better than to show it because if they're not going to show it, they're going to talk about it and they're going to talk about not showing it and people are interested to see people talk about not showing it and maybe through talking about not showing it, they'll get just as much information, if not more information, than if they actually showed it. So it's like ankles in the Victorian era. It, it is exactly like ankles in the Victorian people era. People just want to see what they can't see. Exactly. Yep. Right exactly. with you. What? It's an old-fashioned example. I was trying to bring some, you know, I don't know, history. Decorum. illuminated and illustrated what we're talking about. That's. The- I was. I was thinking that you know you could just pull up your trousers and have a look at your ankle. These <laughs> days, back then. No, even back then. No, no, back back then, your uh, the cuffs of your pants were locked to your shoes, Brett. <laughs> With chastity anklets. Yes. Uh, there's been a poll done by Accenture. Who were form- formerly Anderson, Anderson cons- Consulting. Okay. Uh, but then a number of years ago, rebranded for no good reason to Accenture. And, uh, and they uh, conducted a survey of TV viewers worldwide and came up with the trends that people are more loyal to television shows than they are to networks. 
I know. Yeah. It's shocking, isn't it, Courtney? I can't believe it. It's no. shocking. Particularly in this day and age when networks make us watch heaps of ads that we don't want to watch and promos showing us Lavinia Nixon with a beach ball which no one wants to see. I mean, as it, you know, like, whereas a TV program would just show you itself, which you like. Yes. <laughs> I'd like. What's the beach ball? I like to see Lavinia Nixon with the beach ball. She's, she deserves to have fun. I can't stand it. Really? She deserves to drown in a puddle of some kind. She's awful. Brett, can you turn Courtney's mic off? <laughs> Just, uh, ah, there, there we go. That's Is that better? No more of that vitriol. Can, 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 you, can you give me some test? No, wait, wait, I got it wrong. <laughs> I uh, meant Katrina Roundtree. Oh! <laughs> oh, that's entirely understandable. Sorry, yes, I'm yes. so sorry. It was a terrible mistake. I was mixing up my Channel 9 blondes, but oh. I meant Katrina Roundtree. But how could you, how could you mix up a horse for... <laughs> For that lovely Lavinia, our darling Lavinia. It's a terrible mistake. Ah, terrible. So, uh, so, so, yes. No, no one likes a Katrina okay, Roundtree. Sorry, that's that's fair enough. Uh, so, Accenture found that uh, younger viewers are less and less happy with their TV viewing as, as an overall experience. Eighty-three percent report being unhappy with watching live programming. That's watching things as, as they're actually broadcast on television with the ads. With the ads, exactly. Well, with with the ads, and at a time that is not of their choosing, they don't like being dictated to, like like Juan Peron just telling them what to watch. (laughs) See what I did there? The renowned Argentinian dictator. Yes, according to Factmonster dot (laughs) com. Don't go to Factmonster. Don't don't go to Factmonster because I I don't want their hits to go up because we mentioned them on this show. Of course, do you realise in, in that how much I actually think of this show that <laughs> that just by mentioning something, the hits of some other website are going to go up while our, ours remain steadily declining. I'm just trying to be okay. self-deprecating yes. now. You, you've got this shock, <laughs> fear look on your face. I'm not face, sure there's Brett, any way just... to win out of making a statement like that. <laughs> just Thanks. trying to be self, self-deprecating. Anyway, Accenture yeah. say it's that... Uh, that uh, the, the very concept of TV itself is blurring and uh, consumers would prefer to watch things on demand. They said that already. Uh, the under 35 group, this is a, a, a quote. Kids. from the Yeah, kids. Yep. Under 35 is more likely to watch content on alternative devices, more likely to be familiar with on-demand TV, prefers watching content on demand and is more willing to pay to download content. Kids. Ooh. I'm as our resident kid, Courtney, uh, would you pay to download? <laughs> as, a, as a 14-year-old? Uh, well, look, um, I probably wouldn't pay. I'd do it. I'd download it. Do you watch movies on your iPod? Uh, no, on that tiny screen. That's ridiculous. That's what the kids are doing. I yeah. think it's silly. I, I would download things. I'd rather watch... I, w- I don't watch, you know, like, if a TV show I can download it, I'll watch it there. There's a guy I work with who has a media player on his, uh, on his computer mm. and... Uh, and has a show or a movie or something going constantly in the corner mm. of his screen. That's yeah, that's interesting. Now, what kind of size? Oh, like uh, probably around the size of, of an iPod screen. Does he have his headphones in? Or yeah, he's got his headphones in the okay. whole time. So he's just doing something, and, and he's just doing, and, he, and he's got that on. It's he's a young person. He does that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Brett. It's this Generation Y, I tell you. 
<laughs> Apparently, workplaces that, uh, so, that generation. That, why do we bother? That ban Facebook uh, might be in trouble because people won't take up jobs Wait if they can't like, Facebook from as work. As if, as if I'm going to turn up. I'm in Generation Y. As if I'm going to turn up to a job interview and go. By the way, have you got Facebook? Because I'm not taking it otherwise. Like it's such a crock. It's just someone asking you a question, going, "Would you rather work somewhere here that has it or somewhere that doesn't?" And you go, "Well, yes, I'd work somewhere that does." And then suddenly it's turned into. I'm not going to work there because they don't have Facebook. It's such a crock. You don't well, think Word get around? Hey? You don't think Word would get around? And Not really. No. I mean, but I, I just don't believe that you would knock back a job because it doesn't have Facebook. That's uh, that, that was famously why the Paxtons didn't uh, get... Because they, <laughs> they didn't have Facebook back in uh, 1996. I thought Ray wanted to give them haircut book. <laughs> well, yes, he did. Well, this is the other thing with the Paxtons. And if you don't remember the Paxtons, I'm sure Google them. You, you'll find uh, information about the Paxtons. Mm. Uh, but there was a Bindi famous before Irwin. Yeah, I was say. just thinking that, actually, yeah. Uh, th- that Ray Martin – well, it wasn't actually Ray Martin. It was Mike Munro. Of course, Mike. Uh, but, you know, the Mike, the Mike Ray team, if they wanted to give you a haircut, you'd look at their haircuts and go, oh, no way. Yeah, Exactly. You'd say, no way, Jose, because that's what the young people would say. <laughs> Back <laughs> and, uh, in 1996. <laughs> Brett, what have you got? Uh, Big Brother is looking to capture the racist elderly demographic oh. with the <laughs> announcement of uh, one of their housemates, Terry, a 52-year-old grandmother. <clears throat> she says, amongst other things... I not my elderly. <clears throat> no, it's not. Oh, she looks elderly in the uh, She the does, pizza. too. Yeah, she looks, she looks like she's in her 60s. I admire Pauline Hanson very much. She does remind me a bit of myself. A lot of people that we've let come here have brought all their problems with them, and now we're paying the price. She's totally... Wow. So, so all the other contestants are, are 17-year-old Vietnamese kids. No. And her. <laughs> and is, that, is that what it's going to be? And, no, but Ooh. this is the great thing. Is that they're also going to have Corey, who's an intruder... Right, Corey, well, Corey Worthington. The, yeah, Corey, Corey, Corey. Party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Party dude. I assume he's famous. Go- sun, famous sunglasses, Corey. I assume he's going to invite three hundred of his friends and just come in there, like the coloured people do in this country. <laughs> <laughs> Take all their jobs in the house. Start cleaning the kitchen. No respect. No respect. Has it been confirmed that Corey's going in? Because um, he's not allowed to be a, a proper contestant no, because he's, he's too young. Yeah. No, it, well, it was in the. It was one and of those his glasses articles. Glasses aren't big enough. <laughs> he can get them. It was one of those articles in the paper where they said he's going in, and then at the end it said no, he's not. You know those ones. Right, right. Of course, Corey wouldn't do it because you can't take any books into the the Big Brother house, and he's a voracious reader. Any Facebooks? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's been Max Markson who's uh, been speaking for Corey over the last couple of days, who's uh, judging my kids a superstar. Oh, what, what they call for that? the next uh, thirty seconds while it's still on air. Yes. Mm. Oh, yes. Dado. Oh, I missed that. It's gone. Uh, lastly, in the news, Bravo. Thank you. And Foxtel, Bravo is a network in, in the US, and Foxtel is uh, the cable provider here in Australia, where we live. Mm. They have signed a deal, uh, including uh, NBC International, uh, NBC Universal International Distribution, and Bravo to have some Bravo shows on Arena. Mm. So first dibs, they're going to have them, including Watch What Happens. No. I just thought that was television. <laughs> Watch what happens. Sounds like a bad sounds kind of science show from the 80s. Well, it sounds like Will It Blend? It, it does sound like Will It Blend. 
Are, are you across Will It Blend, I'm Courtney? I'm familiar with this, I, yes. I, yeah, I love yeah. Will It Blend. Uh, so, uh, watch what happens. Uh, Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List, mm. which was formerly on E here in Australia, I believe. Oh. You're uh, a big fan of Kathy Griffin? No. Or maybe on W. Anyway, it's, it's an all right show. It's, it's not great. Mm. Uh, a show called uh, The Real Housewives of Orange County. Sounds like um, They're all what was that show that was on at Laguna Beach? Laguna Beach for older people. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so this is kind of a, a mix between Laguna Beach and Desperate Housewives. Instead ah. of yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, hey Paula, the Paula Abdul. Is is uh, the cat the rapping show? cat going to be in it? Rapping cat is not in that show. Ah! Uh, uh, scat cat, DJ Scat cat, <laughs> MC, <laughs> MC Scat cat. Such a bad name. MC Scat cat. Was was the name of that cat? Million dollar <laughs> listing, which is just a list. Location, location. It's just a list of things so, with um, that cost a million dollars. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And one of my favourite shows of all time, Top Chef. So Top Chef is going to be moving from Food Network to the, the real news here is that Top Chef is moving from Food Network <laughs> now to we Arena. Get to it. Now we get to what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 Top Chef moving from uh, lifestyle food to Arena, which is. Uh, which channel? Gladiators. 105? No, no, but what's the <laughs> brief uh, arena? I don't know. It's just general stuff. Arena's just general stuff. It's like the, the poor cousin to Fox 8. Oh. The, the oh ge- thought- is that how it's described? General stuff? General stuff, brackets, poor cousin to Fox 8. <laughs> right. Okay. That's- I thought Fox 8 was everyone else's poor cousin. Wow. Then it's the really, really poor cousin. Yeah. Arena sits at a table by itself at the <laughs> wedding. But... Uh, uh, but anyway, Top Chef moving. But I think that also means that if you've got a basic package, if you've got a basic Foxtel package, you will be able to get Top Chef from now on, which is great. Uh, of course, Lifestyle What's Food. What's so good about Top Chef? It's, it's We've talked about it on the show, Brett. You're asking me like you've never heard mention of it before. That's why I it's, didn't ask. I assumed that you'd been yeah, through Brett, this. Yeah, Brett doesn't. Top Chef is uh, one of the, the greatest. Who is just joining us? Yeah. Yeah, that's always your excuse. <laughs> Top Chef is uh, basically one of the things I really like about Survivor are the challenges. I don't really like all the, the interplay between yeah. the, the people and, and the voting. I don't really care about that at all. Mm. Top Chef is kind of like Survivor for chefs, but it's all challenge. So they, a very brief introduction and then straight into what they call a quick fire challenge mm-hmm. where they have to come up with a meal in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then from there, straight into the elimination challenge where they usually have uh, 24 to 48 hours to come up with oh. a, a dish for a particular purpose. And they have delicious. judges. It is fantastic. The, the food's great, but the, the characters are great. The judges are great. Uh, it's a really, really entertaining show. Lifestyle Food did not show the third series. In Australia. Oh, okay. Which so that's what you're hanging out for. So I've been hanging out for that. Series four is on air in the States at the moment. And I have been watching that through the magic of the internet. And uh, it, it's still just fantastic. So I really look forward to Arena getting Top Chef and showing series three. Mm. That's what I want. That is what I want. And that is the Box Cutters News. Hello and welcome to today tonight's soap and water. Hello and I'm Naomi Robson swearing. A very appropriate intro to this week's Ray 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 Watch. Thank you. The increasingly irrelevantly named segment. 
Yes. Well, li- listeners, and, young young and, people and like intro. Y- yes, Who's young people Amy like Robson? Courtney. <laughs> young people like Courtney might not remember a time when a, a man named Ray Martin hosted hey, a current affair. I totally remember Ray. I used to really love Ray. I used to really respect yeah. him. And you know what about Ray Martin? Whenever I see him, I still feel this really sort of childlike kind of warmth towards him. Like I kind of go, oh, Ray. And then I remember he's a tool. <laughs> <laughs> but is that from That's, watching him at midday? No, no. It's from like, watching him on a current affair. He, post-midday current yeah, affair, really? post-midday current affair. I was only yeah. a little puppet. He was, he was so written off by the time he got there for me. And but but still, compared to Mike Willis, he drunk. <laughs> that was entertaining. I, I don't know why they don't have that on four nights a week. Why isn't that on all the time? I'd watch that current affairs with Mike Willis, he drunk. That's what I want to see. Oh, there's footage. <laughs> no, no, every night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, Actually, and that's the seven thirty report, isn't it? Just with Kerry O'Brien. <laughs> Letters to Allegedly. Courtney Hocking can be sent. <laughs> uh, and and Naomi Robson, uh, once upon a time, hosted a, a show called Today Tonight, but... And then a lizard jumped in the shot and uh, it was all It ru- ruined it. Steve Irwin died and ruined her career. <laughs> How dare he? I know. I know. This is actually about 60 Minutes this week had a segment on... It's 60 Minutes. In the, why are you... Why are you no, no, go do, you, you're making faces. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, why am I talking about 60 Minutes in Raywatch? No, 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 no. No? No, completely okay. not. 60 Minutes, in, in the midst of all this criticism about 60 Minutes having lost the plot and uh, not really being caring about their journalistic ethics. They've and come up with a hard-hitting story to, to silence all of their critics. As well as, as the criticism of, uh, of just having cross-promotion segments mm. rather than actual current affairs items. That doesn't sound like Channel 9. I know. This week they had the hard-hitting... You know, I can't even pretend that it it was in any way hard-hitting. It wasn't even in any way a story or an article or a point of interest. It was kind of just five minutes with Gordon Ramsay. Didn't didn't they put Gordon Ramsay with kids? Well, his kids. Because I saw the ad and I thought, gee whiz, you're... This is trouble because it was Gordon Ramsay, which is never, you know. I mean, what do you know him for? Swearing, that's it. Oh, and then they co- just cooking. He's 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 really good with cooking. Well, but see, I don't know that. I just see him on the swearing show. And <laughs> and and this is this is the thing. There was no story here. No story other than Gordon Ramsay swears. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much it. Gordon Ramsay swears. He swears. Oh, and there's a new season of Hell's Kitchen. But but mostly swears. Well, strangely, he was on Top Gear this week. Uh, he didn't swear once. Really, he was, he was the not once uh, no. star in the reasonably was he priced cooking? car. Well, no, he was driving. So what's the point? If he's known for cooking and swearing, he's on a TV show. Doesn't do either. Why bother? He's, he's driving. But this was Something from, he's not drive known to for a driving, is he? Well, I think that's the point. Whatever. That's, anyway. Anyway, I'm not about to start explaining Top Gear to you, Courtney. I know what it is. I'm not gonna, it's, a sh- it's a show on SBS. About cars. Which is the Sean Brown syndrome. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I just came up with that. I'm, I'm 60 happy. Minutes. 60 Minutes had, uh, had Gordon Ramsay and a whole lot of shots from Gordon Ramsay shows mm. of just him swearing. Oh. Right. So just he wasn't swearing specially for 60 Minutes? No. <laughs> Was Gordon Ramsay si- swears specially for 60 Minutes. Was it, even, exclusive. was it even a, 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 
an interview done specifically for Australian 60 Minutes or was yes. it just taken Yes, from it, was, it was especially done for Australian 60 Minutes. The reporter was Ben Fordham, who I've never heard of, but he's not a reporter's ankle, if, if I have... Mm. If you've got any any saying it. it, Just a terrible, terrible report. And the producer, who should also be mentioned, Cliff Neville. (laughs) He's got two first names. (laughs) Has has really just bunged in all of this swearing by Gordon Ramsay from Kitchen Nightmares, where he does does swear quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is in a 7.30 to 8.30 time slot. And this comes back to my old bugbear of what is and isn't appropriate language for a family viewing time. Well, have you have you read the the guidelines of what's appropriate and what's not? I have the guidelines here in front you of you. You do, right. Because when I worked at my job in, in the call centre, I was supposed to know that on off the top of my head. I don't, but I just thought perhaps that would be a good thing to refer to. Well, there is an exception for news, current affairs and broadcasts of sporting events, mm-hmm. which is very important because there, oh, really? there isn't one like that in the US and that's a, a big downfall. So it explains the... Uh, the the post-AFL uh, Grand Final a couple of years ago on Channel 10. Yes, no problem at all. Can't, can't really take c- complaints there. Uh, the, uh, the code says, these programs do not require classification provided that the licensee exercises care in selecting material for broadcast, having regard to the likely audience of the program mm-hmm. and any identifiable public interest reason for presenting the program material. Right. I think 60 Minutes loses on both those counts. Yeah, the, the likely audience of the program families watch sixty minutes. A, mm-hmm. a lot of families watch sixty minutes together. Uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of young people have sixty minutes as an introduction into their, yep. their news. Absolutely. Uh, that's uh, that's on, on the one hand, and then the, the second one, a public interest reason for for showing that. No, they did have a, a verbal and written warning before the segment. Yep. Uh, so they covered themselves off in in that way, but this was like twenty fucks, easily in a five minute segment, just mm. just a ridiculous amount. And and you would think, well, maybe Channel Nine don't care. Maybe they don't care about what they have on their uh, on their television screens. Maybe they think that they're pushing the boundaries and and moving forward with with language and and how we relate to it. Maybe Yet, they expected the controversy and uh, for all the other media organisations such as us to start talking about yeah, it. And they have information on their on the sixty minutes website. They have transcripts of their stories, and I will quote from a Gordon Ramsay clip now. Gordon Ramsay says, You're lucky I'm not standing here with a bleep writ on your ass about being food poisoned. Mm. It Bracket, bleep, close bracket. So on the website, which as we all know, has the, the internet has huge regulations about what you can and can't, <laughs> and, mm. and can't say. No, yes, uh, governments around the world have got that locked down. Yeah. So, so they've put bleep. The word bleep, not even F star star K, the word bleep is there on the website, yet on the television show, they just go crazy with it. Why? See, I I just don't get, if you're going to show something, I mean, obviously Channel 9 don't care about this in particular, but if you're going to show something that's just blatantly cross-promotion anyway, which is all that segment is, as far as I can tell, Uh, surely you would then be more careful about what you do with it? Like, if you're going to be controversial and be like, you know, we're trying to get people to talk about our show because it has a lot of swearing. You do it in a segment that was of some 
you know, journalistic importance as opposed to Gordon Ramsay, who's on our network, so we're showing the plug. Oh. If you're plugging his show, then but maybe maybe they're trying to say, you know, we're not plugging his show because we're showing bad bits from it. But there's, there's also, uh, you know, from a, a potential marketing point of view, let's say, mm. uh, if you're showing... Uh, a piece of, of Gordon Ramsay on 60 Minutes. And, and Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares is uh, one of the highest rating shows on Channel 9 at the moment. A and bit of not, a surprise to yes. other programmers over at Channel 9. And and you want to say to people, hey, watch Ramsay. Because a lot of people just watch Ramsay because he swears. It's true. Yeah. A lot of people just watch him because he swears. And, uh, and sure, those people... Are they, uh, are they entertained by... Uh, those These people the, are also voters, so we have, to, uh, we have to accept their decision. But... Uh, I think they're. I think they are. I think they're entertained by swear words. So, they're, they're titillated by hearing swear words on television. But if you want those people to watch the actual show, wouldn't you bleep out the words on sixty minutes and then try to get them to watch the show to experience the swearing for themselves? Or are they trying to run it back the other way? Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares is going really well, so we're going to try and get some of the people that watch that to watch 60 Minutes and we don't want to tone it down because that's what they like. Well, yeah, that, that could be it as well. I Really, I don't get it. I don't get the whole thing. I don't get why they had the... the I, you can't even call it a story. You can't call it an article. You can't even call it a puff piece. It was just kind of random bits of conversation that told us nothing about Gordon Ramsay uh, other than he swears. Do they still have the letter section at the end? They do. You should write them a letter. I'm not going to write them a letter. Go on. I'm not going to write them a letter. There's, they're still going to have too many letters about incest. Next week, are they still still going with those letters? I'm aren't sure. They? I'm sure they're they're going to have letters about incest to, to to take them through for for as long as possible. This is the same show that exposed the orange people. Yeah, I mean, there used to be journalism on sixty was minutes. Yeah, what was that? Totally. No, that was sixty minutes. Uh, sixty sure? minutes is the first current affairs show I ever watched. Right. So what about the yeah. chick telling Mike Willisy tough titties? Uh, that wasn't Mike Willisy. Yes, it was. You're Mike Willisy. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, that's that's Ray Watch uh, and and my high horse. My name's Wilbur Wild. When I cut boxes, uh, well, it's actually usually for recycling night. You know, when the the yellow bin goes out. But box cutters, you'll know all about it. <laughs> I, I've never heard that one before, and so I didn't know where it ended. Okay, you heard it last week. Well, when we recorded it, when he recorded it. Yes. But I, you know, it's not it's not in my uh, re- regular pattern of uh, of ids so Fine. i was caught shall, out shall i chop out that pause uh no it's too late now courtney hawking <laughs> hello you you've alluded a, a number of times to uh having worked in the call center of a commercial network it, it was a commercial network it was a commercial network yes. so it could still be sbs yes just just, just. <laughs> yes uh and uh and so you worked in the call center so Let's let's can we do a little bit of role play? Yeah, absolutely. Ring, 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 ring. Welcome to the network. My name's Courtney. How can I help you? Yes, I was watching sixty minutes last night, and there was a lot of swearing in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really expect swearing between seven thirty and eight thirty. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'd like to speak to somebody in charge. Um, I can take a complaint for you about that. All right, um, are you in charge? Uh, but I, my, my job is to take complaints, so... Right. Yes. Well, I definitely have a complaint. Absolutely. Well, I'll just type that out for you. Just um, 
Thank, thank Please you. Please go and, on. And so then, what? And then you would take my name and yeah, well, I don't have put, to take your name. It's anonymous. And, and put me on a blacklist, and no. then <laughs> no, no. people from the network come to my house and beat me up. Is that is that how it works? No. You've got the caller ID, so you never answer his phone again. I wish sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you don't answer them. Um, not that I ever did, but other people certainly didn't answer calls. Um, no, there's like a viewer comment system and you put it in and everyone at the network reads them. Like you get an email every day with all the complaints. Really? Which are quite interesting to read, I have to say. So so, so if, if a box cutters listener calls up one of the networks and, and actually has a genuine complaint, yep. that will be put into a list that then is distributed throughout the network. Yeah, and sent to the complaints department and all that sort of thing. If you want a response, you have to write in, but it absolutely goes through. And uh, and, and so t- t- tell me about the, the phone calls, because I, I'm thinking that phone call that we role-played just, just then, while I was trying to make it silly... <laughs> it, it, it was probably a little bit too normal for Sorry. you. Sorry. Yeah. It was, it's, you know, I was just trying to talk you away from wanting to speak to my boss. Yeah. That's all I was doing there, really. But you do get some where you just, you just ha- briefly wonder what is going on in their weird little minds. I had, I had a woman ring up once and complain that we hadn't repeated the film Beaches when we said we were going to. And she was crying about that. She cried. She was so upset. And then she yelled at me and said, because we didn't repeat beaches, she was going to put a curse on me and my family. You personally? Me and my family. And your family. Yep. Because, and so so as as working in the call centre and being in charge of programming. <laughs> yes. Well, that's as, the thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I have a lot of control there. So, yeah. Yeah. No, me and my family. Because R- right. putting in a complaint doesn't do anything, so she's going to curse me because that'll make a difference. Haven't noticed the curse. Since. Really? No. Well, you no. You didn't give her the name of the person responsible for actually not repeating beaches. Well, I didn't know. They don't tell you anything. You just often you just have to make it up. But when uh, Steve Irwin died, people wanted copies of his funeral to watch again at home. Did Did you? Have to tell them that it would be available on DVD within a week. No, we sent copies. out. Oh, really? Yeah. You actually yeah. sent copies of the funeral yeah. out. Like it was weekend at Bernie's or something. R- right. It's just just mental. And so, how many how many phone calls a, a day would you get, and, and what are the the peak times of people calling in? Um, you get let's see. Well, all up, I suppose there's there's about twelve or well, ten or twelve of us in there, and you you'd probably get about three hundred calls a day yourself. Like a lot of calls, and the peak times is during the day mostly. Late at night, you get crazy people ringing up to, you know, masturbate on the phone and stuff. But Sorry. That's all right. These <laughs> things happen. But um, during the day, it's a lot of people ringing up to wanting to be on the current affairs program. Right. And so and so, what, what happens there? Do you have to take down what their story is uh-uh. or do you just put them straight through? To- yeah, because they often want to tell you and it's just it's the mark of putting them straight through. But I just, I'll just stop you there, so I'll pop you straight through. Because otherwise, all sorts of people that open up with their age or their disability don't even start, <laughs> you know. I'm a 52-year-old racist. Yeah. Can I be your big brother? Yeah. That, that sort of thing. I'm in a wheelchair and I can't get my bingo cards or whatever. <laughs> And I think that's against the law. Right. Yeah. Right. And and so I want to be on a, a current affair today, tonight, Channel yep. Ten News. Yep. To uh, to Dateline. To <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet Anton Enos. Uh, that wasn't even a phone call. That was just you saying you want to meet Anton Enos. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I also had a woman ring up. I worked Christmas Day last year. 
which is good times, obviously. Yeah, clearly. And I had a woman ring up. People ring up about TV shows that aren't on air anymore or on your network. So I had someone ring up and say she loved McLeod's Daughters, which yeah. is, you know, yes. fine, sluts on horses, your thing, go nuts. Great. And then she went on to say that we'd shown a program the night before where there were comedy sketches and she liked the comedy. But in between the comedy sketches, there'd been uh, some footage of starving kitties in Africa. And it's Christmas time in this country and we don't... Um, you know, we don't need to see that sort of thing. That's not what Jesus wants to see for his birthday. <laughs> That's great. Although, although it was actually Russell Gilbert that they were mixing up. <laughs> yeah, for comedy kitties. so much, yeah. <laughs> it, it is easy to mix up Russell Gilbert and, and starving kitties in Africa. It's a co- common mistake. Common mistake. I love McLeod's Daughters. I like comedy. I don't like starving kids. It's, who Who doesn't agree with that? Well... I, I, I sort of did stop her and go, so you're saying that the charity special we played should have had less charity and more comedy? And she said, yes. <laughs> yes. That's, well. <laughs> that's the Christmas spirit after all. There's nothing more I can help you with, madam. <laughs> uh, the, I, I have been one of the people to, to call up mm. a, a network. And, mm-hmm. and mostly it's about when is this show going to be? Back on air. Yep. Uh, how much information do you have about that? A fair bit, actually. They um, Because if people ring during the day, we can ring through to programming and find out. And they tell us if they know. Sometimes they don't know. Yep. But if, if they've told us, we can always say, you know, and we're quite prepared to check. It's just if you ring at 10 o'clock at night, we've got no idea, you know. Right. So do you yeah. know why SBS is showing Top Gear vintage episodes out of what? Oh, Brett, let it go. <laughs> do you? not really my specialty, uh, I have to say. She said it, it's night time now. She can't just go and ask programming now. Yeah. No, no, I, I wasn't looking for, for actual service. I was just in well, case oh, you'd heard. See, no. Through I, the course I can of only provide work. actual service. I'm not paid <laughs> to just sit here. I'm paid for service. Hang on, wrong job. Sorry. Uh, I'm not paid. <laughs> the, uh, the so, so you do you do have access to to that information, yeah. and and when a question like that, because this is really just for my own ego, yeah. when a question like that comes in, do you go, thank God it's a normal person asking a normal question, yeah, or, or it, do you go, oh my God, don't these people have anything better to do with no, their time? It's no. just television. No, because you can hear you can hear whether people are just reasonable and they just want to know. I mean, some people ring up and they will ring you up every day to find out when. I don't know, some awful TV show is going to, like, say E Street, because I don't want to identify the network. They're like, when's E Street coming back on? And they're like, you rang yesterday. We still don't know. But if you just ring up and you're just interested, of e- course. E Street was on Channel 10, Brand, So it was Channel 10. She worked with Channel 10. Ah, <laughs> oh, did you give her the job? Yeah, because I, I apparently used to run Channel 10. Oh, right. Congratulations. But, yeah, back when I worked for, for Roving Enterprises, uh, uh, apparently I, I ran Channel 10. Well, that, was, uh, hmm. that was my job there. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah, I know. What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> this show, this show is a step up from anywhere. Thank you very much. Sorry. Yeah, but no, we are relieved always to hear people that have regular questions. Few. Yep. Few, I say. Shall, uh, we, shall we come up with a curly one and actually call call in now? Uh, no, because now it's 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 okay. nine o'clock at night. They, it's, and it's, I know just, the people that'll be on tonight and they're not going to be happy about that's that. That's just nasty. Let's, uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't want to do that. You sure? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure I don't want to do that. Got the phone right there. Okay. Uh, I did have another question. It's. It's. I've completely forgotten it. So if I can just keep you on the on the phone. Yeah. Do you want me to just I... tell you another crazy story? Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, we had a segment in the mornings which had something called the cash cow, 
There's a guy in a cow suit. Right. And he'd come on and talk to the host and then give a code word and that, you know, people bring up and win money. Sounds fairly simple. I had a call one morning from a lady who <laughs> felt the cash cow wasn't behaving like a normal cow. And it was mm-hmm. waving its udder around in a sexually suggestive <laughs> manner that was inappropriate for that time in the morning. R- right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, no, then, there's nothing sexual about an udder. Did you say that? Are you allowed to say that? Are you allowed no, to say there's nothing sexual about an udder? You crazy woman, get off the phone. Are you no, allowed to say that, Courtney? No, it's the phrase, I'll pass that on for you. It's okay. just the tone in the voice that you'll hear when you think they're crazy. Right. Yeah, and she she went on with that for a while until she said, oh, wait, the cash cow's giving the code word, I've got to go, and hung up in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Had her priorities This is uh, Channel 10. I rang up Channel 10 now that we've uh, established that you, because of E Street. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Channel 10, it may have been you I spoke to. <laughs> uh, I rang up Channel 10 when one of the hundreds of times that The Shield was taken off air mm. before the end of a season. Uh, and this is... Uh, we were already doing box cutters by then. Yeah. And uh, and I called up Channel 10 to try to get some information. I actually tried to speak to someone in programming. I hear Channel which, 10 are a bit indifferent. Well, Channel 7, I never have a problem getting through to the programming department. Channel 9, I can always get through to programming or someone in publicity will give me an answer. We'll find out from programming and get me an answer. Mm-hmm. Channel 10 really don't give a crap. Yep. And, uh, and so when I called up to, to ask about why The Shield had been taken off air, I was told it was a programming change. <laughs> and, Ouch. And it's, well, yes, it's mm. a programming change, but why has that programming change been made? Oh, well, it's just a programming change, and that was it. Yeah, if you, if you don't have the information, you've got to put you back into that a bit. Like, because sometimes it, it, all you're told is they've changed it, and you kind of have to, you can't just say it's a programming change and act like you don't care. You've got to give it a bit of... You know, um, we've been told that it was a programming decision that they've made and we believe it'll be on again, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can't just... But, but, but can, I, can I speak to somebody in the programming department? No. Right. <laughs> right. See, Ch- Channel 7, I call up, I say where I'm from and, and speak to somebody and they put me through to the programming department. Yep. Uh, and and then, I, I will, since then, I've had uh, email correspondence with, with them and that works very nicely. And Channel 9 as well. Mm. Channel 10, no luck at all. They're, they're like a brick wall. It's kids. See, the kids don't care. Right. It's Gen Y. Not seriously. It's not seriously. It's, uh, it's, it's avoidingly 10. I think 10. It's, it's because they don't have Facebook at their work, probably. Oh, you see. So they can't get the staff they that they care. need. That's right. That's it. Courtney, thank you very much. I can't job. <laughs> You, you're, you're, of course, sticking around for the whole show, so uh, I'm not going to thank you or nothing now. All right, that's fine, as you were. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. Naughty boys and girls. Naughty boys and girls. Saxondale, this is going to be a, a very quick review. Saxondale is a British television show. It's about Vikings. It's not about Vikings. Nirvana. Did you, and horses. Did you, did, you, uh, did you look that up on... Fact Monster? No. Did you look up Saxondale on Fact Monster? No, I didn't and even think of With Vikings, Brett? Oh, now he's going to do it. Saxondale. Saxondale uh, is a British sitcom made for the BBC. Okay. With the very wonderful Steve Coogan. Oh, really? As a star. And he's uh, so uh, cre- created by Steve Coogan and his writing partner, uh, Neil McKeenan. Now you've piqued my interest. 
and uh, is about Tommy Saxondale, who is an ex-roadie, <laughs> was roadie for all the biggies, Deep yep. Purple, Zeppelin, mm. uh, Stones at times, yep. and now he is an exterminator. He, he's a, a, of rats? Of or? rats and bugs, and uh, <laughs> it's pest control, essentially. Uh, and it's uh, he's in anger management class, and it is really just about his life going through the day-to-day problems of being a very smart person in a very dumb world. Fantastic. G- generally. And uh, also... But but it's not enough with with a Steve Coogan character. It's not enough to just be a smart person in a in a dumb person's world. Mm. He's a a fairly smart person who thinks he's a lot smarter than he actually yeah. is. So so it has that kind of level of pathos. So at the same time, it is very very funny and heartbreakingly cruel. Yeah. It is such a great show. It uh, is screening at the moment on UK TV. On the Foxtel. I don't know if the ABC ever had it. I think if ABC had shown it, we we would all know about it. Yeah, I would think so. It is really, really solid. His supporting cast is is great as well. Steve Coogan is a a great improviser. And uh, it's really hard to tell how much of this show is scripted, how much of it is improvised. Mm. It all just seems so natural and well-rehearsed and perfect yeah uh it's a great half hour of, of television if you can get your hands on it did the, did the abc ever pick up i'm alan partridge or any of that no well this is this was the the big thing with i'm alan partridge was because they only had six episodes and then a two-year break and then another six episodes mm. the abc at the time and this was the same with knowing me knowing you mm-hmm. at the time they had a policy of not picking up anything with less than 13 episodes oh. or uh or six hours I think that that was it. So they would oh, show a, the office scraped in then, I suppose. Well, they showed the office all, all at once, pretty much. Yeah, the ABC did. So they uh, they put it all together, mm. and and there's there was no back then. There was kind of no recollection that oh yes, Faulty Towers only had six episodes per mm-hmm. season, and they had a two year break between them. There was no concept of well, this is a quality product, and it's our job to to show a quality product. Yeah. So I think the the same thing has happened with Saxondale. There have been two seasons of of this. It started in two thousand and six on the BBC, and uh, I think there have only been thirteen episodes. Okay, but it's a really solid show. Really worth seeing. It is available on DVD. I don't know if it's available on DVD in Australia, but you could definitely get it from Amazon in the UK or uh, any UK DVD provider. Cool. Get your hands on. I can't. I can't rec- recommend it highly enough. It's really solid, square, like watching it television. So I'm quite excited about that. My brother's just moved to England, so now I have a reason to visit him, Saxondale. He can actually send you stuff, and you don't actually, have to go anywhere. That's true. Well, there you go. All right. Okay. Thanks. Easy. Thank you. I appreciate what you've done, done. to me here. <laughs> Are you one of those that follows the follows, 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 follows the ads? Now I can talk as much as I want. Got the sly look, sly look, sly look. Hello, 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 hello. hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. I'll go down on you. Courtney, that's the introduction to I Don't Buy It. And, and oh. actually, 
if you, and I don't know if it comes out on this uh, on this, but at the end of that whole ID, there is a tiny little "I don't buy it" voice really? in there. Yeah, I've never actually heard it on the show, but playing back the uh, original edit that I have, it's definitely in there. Definitely. I in think there. we're all distracted by Orson Welles offering to go yeah. down. On How, that movie one. is that from? It's not from a movie. Oh, that's from a, uh, a an You're ad. A it, he was doing an ad for Findus peas. Findus peas, <laughs> and uh, and and it's really just him having. I'll, I'll get it for you. Yeah, do uh, do. It's In him ha- having having an argument with the director of of the ad. Fantastic. I'm talking about the script. I love saying you, can't, you can't start off a sentence saying "In July." He's great. I, I love his biographies. It just as he gradually, you know, no one wants to work with him anymore, but he's still. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I, I read a, a biography of Orson Welles. It was one of the most uh, depressing and fascinating books I've read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Courtney, uh, you have an ad for us, and I don't buy it. I do. Uh, recently, the public transport system, as you know, as usual, not been working, but they've started bumping up their ad spend. This is in Victoria. In Victoria, the, yep. yep. Uh, and there's an ad for Connex Trains, featuring the. You don't remember the giant from the ads for Melbourne? How the, mm. It's all the quirky little ads for Melbourne, how Melbourne's got lovely Down back streets. Ways and yeah, and the giant takes the guy on a tour of Melbourne. No. Kind of I dressed up. Uh, I didn't know we had a giant. Yeah, and he, someone's annoying and he picks picks him up and throws him down Flinders Street and all sorts of stuff. R- right. Anyway, so. So, he, there's this giant. Quite nice, charming ad with the giant, I think, for Melbourne. And then they've got, I think, the same actor to be on this ad for Connex. And it's basically this ad where the giant, not a giant anymore, drives this kind of, um, you know, open railway car system alongside trains to pick people up. And basically it's kind of about how it's really hard to run a public transport system. And so, you know, imagine if you had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like just a bit of an ad for, there you go. Yeah, like... You know, you bitch a lot, but come on, you're not doing it, are you? <laughs> oh, we... so so is it? Is there a tagline of uh, Connex? We do our best, or we we really we leave we it give, out? We give it a go. Connex, fair go. Just no, nah, I don't know what the tagline is, it, but it's just like really. I mean, they just have no idea. I don't think they should be spending money on public transport advertising when the public transport system doesn't work, first and foremost. Because before this, they had the ad for Yarra Trams that featured celebrities who just love catching trams. Well, that's that's true. They do. Celebrities do love catching trams. I can't get on a tram for celebrity tram. I think you mean celebrity tramp. Oh, my mistake. I can't get on a tramp without a celebrity (laughs) being there. they had that ad because it had Kate Sobrano, Hamish and Andy and Shane Warne, who just love catching public transport. All the time. All the time. All the time. You know. Uh, the, 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 this Connex thing is, is terrible because yeah. it, it's, it's kind of like, well, don't, don't criticise us until you've walked a mile in our shoes. But, you and know, it's like, well, I, I wouldn't have to walk a mile in, in your give shoes. Give me $100 million from your taxpayers' funding and I'll yeah. do You're going to step on my joke there, Brett. Is that what you're going to do? So- because I was going to say, I wouldn't have to walk a mile in your shoes if I could catch the train. <laughs> See, and it was, it was funny because Courtney laughed and you just and you stepped on it. Sorry. It's all right. It worked it's out. I didn't realise it was a joke. It's still good. No, that's it. You've still got it. <laughs> Should we do it again? Come on, no, Josh. I'm... We're nearly there. Right, no, sorry, Courtney. It's... <laughs> sorry, Courtney. It's, it's your segment. I shouldn't walk out during your segment. It's all right. 
It's a spiral Sorry. of shame, isn't it? Now? Right. For, for, that's, the, that's the first walkout I've done in a long time, I think. Two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> I feel privileged to have been here for it. Yeah. Well, there, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't buy that, Courtney. No. It's just not at, like, just not at all do S- I buy that. Sympathy for the public transport system. I, I don't off. buy it. Rack off, I reckon, in a very juvenile sort of way. Hey, um, when I cast my pod... It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Ah, pork time already. Pork. It's it's nice to sit sit back in my smoking jacket after a uh, after a, a long show. Uh, my slippers, my smoking jacket, my pipe in one hand, my dog by the chair hey. next to me, and, uh, <laughs> and I didn't say. It's no way to treat a guest. Courtney, bring me my paper. <laughs> and a nice, I was, where I was going with that was, and a nice snifter of pork. <laughs> All right. Fine. What have you, who's, who's got pork first? Have you got any pork? I don't know. Well. You don't even know what pork is. I'm unfamiliar with pork. Pork is all the bits that we kind of, just points of interest that we couldn't really fill an entire segment out of. Right. I see. Just, uh, just a little bit of, hey, this happened in television this week. And while we're on that topic, we got an email from Shane Goldberg earlier today, just before uh, going to air, where he, uh, he, he pointed out that ratings are reported differently in different places, which on surface... Depending on whose PR officers put it out. Well, and this, and this is it. He sent, he sent links to two articles, one from the Herald Sun, one from the Australian, both from the same parent organisation, I'll point out. One saying that Channel 9 is just sinking. Sinking, sinking, sinking Channel 9. It starts off by saying My Kid's a Star is being cut from one hour so to about half like an hour. Half a dozen shows that are about to get axed. They're about to get axed because their ratings are so bad that the only thing that's working well is, is Kitchen Nightmares mm. and uh, that the, uh, the warning bells rang, rang early uh, with the sheer number of new shows that were actually promoted at the start of the year, mm. thinking that they were just putting everything up front, trying to... to put as, as much in there as possible and that with underbelly going not being shown in in melbourne and canal road doing all right but not great for them in their first week the channel nine are really in trouble so that wasn't the art- article that said canal road's already been axed because it had almost nobody watching it for its first week. did it uh no but it, it does say critically that panned the report that i read this is a uh, c- quote from the herald sun critically panned canal road's future seems uncertain uh, that's not ideal no uh, and the second series of Lisa McKinn's Sea Patrol has not been the blockbuster nine banked on. Well, what a surprise. That's, that's what they close it off with. The Australian then says, The Nine Network's unexpected 2008 rating success has continued <laughs> with another weekly win. These it just, they're getting the same figures. They're yeah. all reading them off the same figures. What? How, how does something like that They're looking at like state happen? breakdowns. They're looking at demographics. 25 to 54 is apparently... That's what Channel 9 target. are looking at now. That's their target. ...core demo. Yeah. And so uh, that's where they're looking for the ratings. And if they're not doing it there, then... Mm. See, and that's, and that's what the Australian, the Australian article says, that they are doing it in the 29 to 54 or whatever that 
ridiculous demographic is. <laughs> Everyone demographic. Yeah, because mm. those those people really always, always like the same things. Mm, 29-year-olds and 54-year-olds always like the same things. <laughs> uh, but the Australian article is saying that the, the Channel 9 are doing really well in that demographic, whereas the Herald Sun are, are just saying that uh, Channel 9 are doing appallingly all over. They just be, Maybe they're just quoting different PR releases from different stations. I mean, you know, the Australian's just quoting the... The one from Channel Nine and the other one's quoting the one from Channel Ten, you know. Yeah, except except the the media releases really very rare. I mean, Channel Sevens, Channel Sevens and Nines talk about each other a lot. Mm. Uh, they say this show beat Channel Nines that show, and yeah. uh, and we did so much better than Channel Sevens. Blah blah, mm. and uh, blah blah is really good. Yeah, but you know what? It's not as good as blah 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 was. Maybe well, you know. I think blah 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 is pretty dated. Oh, it is now, but at the time, it was. Do you remember blah blah blah, Courtney? No, no. it's a comedy no. thing, wasn't it? It, it on was. The ABC? It was Andrew Denton's first uh, first television series. Yeah. After he before was the uh, money and gun, before the gun. before the money of the gun, uh, uh, but after theatre sports. That's that's aging me. In theatre sports, he he was in a team in theatre sports. Uh, that's and then he with got Paul the, Chubb. Uh, yeah. Yes. That that and Minty's that Chubby. version yes that version of uh, of theatre sports uh, and that then was he the did best. and then he did blah 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 had an episode in three D last week we had a story about three D television blah 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 was doing it twenty years ago what are you talking about <laughs> anyway how did we get onto that uh, the the press releases the, yeah. so seven and nine will do that ten kind of just goes hey good on us yeah yeah. Happy uh, good on us we're not going to give you any information <laughs> that's uh, that's that's channel ten for you. Generally, yeah. Generally. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works then. Maybe they they just look... I mean, you know, it's that old thing about you can get numbers to say anything you'd like, I suppose, isn't it, really? Well, well, you can, and if there's nothing to report, you may as well make something up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how that works. But Canal Road, I'm surprised, because I, I heard someone told me that it was all right, and obviously not. I saw a bit of it and went, gee, the writing is shoddy, because they, were, they weren't showing, they were telling a lot. You know, someone storming down a gangway going, I thought I told you not to call my ex-boyfriend about this because it makes me feel this. Which mm. is which is what they do in uh, in Navy Seaboat as well. <laughs> Navy Seaboat. Navy Seaboat is, is rife with that sort of, Just, quote, writing, unquote. Yeah, but it's, I mean, like, I study writing at, at Deakin University and that's not hard to get into. I mean, I just turned up and they let me in. But I'm aware... That you don't, you show you don't tell, and you just watch those things and go, look, if they teach you to deacon, surely you people must know. <laughs> and, uh, well, maybe they, they, who knows? They, uh, I, I, I missed it. I didn't see any of Canal Road. I completely forgot about it, which uh, just goes to show how much I really cared about it to, to start with. Yeah, well, there's probably not much to care about if it's, it's on the way out. Yeah. It's lucky well, that you don't build up a head of steam for these things. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I was really, I, I was. I was there watching Monster House every week. Were you? Yeah, totally. What, you got sucked in by the buses and billboards, did you? I, oh, it was, it was great. I had my Monster House t-shirt on. I was wearing my Monster House hat. <laughs> and, uh, and I'd sit there just waiting for Monster House to start. And then uh, it, it started and I sat through the entire hour. Can you believe that show was an hour? No, I can't. It went for an hour. How? I don't know. Is it because they put three different kinds of TV show into one and just thought maybe if we make it a bit longer, that'll work better? You know, but if you're going to put three different kinds of TV show into one, you want to make them three different kinds of good TV show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that just, that didn't happen at all. Yeah. Didn't happen at all. Brett, Paul. 
Uh, I'm not sure if this came from uh, the Herald Sun or from the Australian, but apparently uh, Nine has cancelled an Australian version of Moment of Truth, which uh, all Australian that's, audiences that's were sitting, last on week's the, news. sitting on the edge of their seats to, uh, to see. However, um, we, we did get to see a preview of it with Shane Crawford on the footy show, and that was fantastic. What? 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 <laughs> They, they did. did. They did moment of truth. Strangely enough, Channel Nine cross promotion. They did some what? of it in the footy show with Shane it. Crawford um, well, having answered the questions and then being put in the hot seat. The footy show makes me want to pull out my own teeth. Really? Don't do that. It makes me it's, want to. You, you want to do home dentistry rather than the footy show. I have show. nice teeth. You do. I have good teeth. You do. They're great teeth. Yeah. yeah. See, it makes me want to pull them out. They're That's quite, how much I hate it. Your teeth quite symmetrical. Uh, unlike, yes. Unlike other things. Um, but that's not your teeth's saying. fault. No. The, uh, the the so moment of truth yes we knew already that they'd pulled the uh, the the Australian like version, version. Uh, but they've also replaced the US version with twenty two one twenty two one will be coming Aww. back because when a show finishes on Channel Nine it always needs to be replaced by twenty two one. Yeah, that's the rule. That's all they're going to show soon. Power of ten. It's in the uh, no, they can't replace it with power of ten. You've got to get the right numbers show. You can't just have any numbers show. Yeah. 20 to 1. That's Not 10, twice 10, 20. Yeah, that's, it works that way. It works that Maybe way. Maybe 20, 20 to 1 hosted by um, Steve Jacobs. Steve, Steve Jacobs. Jacobs. Yep. He's, yeah. What? No, nothing. Go on. No, no, I'm just saying You're going to say he's a strange he's little again. man, isn't he? He is. He still looks like he's 12. He always has. Yeah. Well, did, did, you, did you ever watch Saturday at Rick's, mm, Courtney? No. Are you that young? You, you're, you're eight years old. <laughs> I am. I never watched, you never watched Saturday at Ricks? Saturday at Ricks was a, a show that uh, Stephen Jacobs hosted uh, Saturday mornings on Channel 9. Uh, it was, like we were saying last week, with Hey Hey, it's Saturday started, it, it was just uh, funny bits in between cartoons. This mm-hmm. was uh, kind of like, a, it, it was kind of like Channel 9's attempt at uh, The Factory, but it, it was, it started at the same time that Warner Brothers Movie World launched in yep. uh, in Queensland. And they were supposed to shoot it out of Rick's Cafe American at Warner Brothers Mu- Movie World. For some reason, that deal fell through, but the name <laughs> stayed. Oh, bless. And so it was uh, Saturday at Rick's, and it was a really, really fun show. See, I don't, I don't remember the name, but I remember Stephen Jacobs on a Saturday morning show. Right. I remember well, that. It, it was called Saturday at Rick's. Yeah. And uh, it really was a very fun show. So he was always a really good host. Mm. Uh, he was good for kids. Like, was he pre or post Sophie Lee? Uh, he was uh, a contemporary. Oh, okay. Yep. A contemporary of Sophie Lee. Hmm. Sophie Lee was on uh, doing the Warner Brothers cartoons during the week. Yep. And Saturday at Rick's was uh, was d- different. Ca- it was like the Warner Brothers Batman series and, and things like that. I uh, I believe I won a prize from that show now that you mention it. Really? And you don't even remember the name of it? Nope. I remember I wanted shows to win... shows how fickle. I am. Fickle Generation Y. Yeah. So fickle. Um, I wanted to win a billiard table. Not that I knew what to do with that at age eight. But I won a Minty's ball. A, a Minty's ball? Yeah. It was obviously Minty's was the other sponsor. And so but, it was just a blow-up ball that had Minty's written on it. Oh, oh, I yeah. see. So like, like a giant ball like of Minty. I thought it was it a giant ball of Minty. Licking just... it. <laughs> I... And now, that's a prize. You'd end up with sticky all over your mouth. and <laughs> every... How do you... You could get your face stuck in that. Yeah. If you bit into that minty, you could you could die there. That is a dentist's mm. nightmare. <laughs> Giant minty ball. Uh, coincidentally, 
um, after just after we mentioned uh, the petition to get rid of Sean Brown from SBS, save our SBS.org got hacked. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. And and yeah, what very, happened? Very what happened in the what happened in the hacking? Um, oh, they broke the site. But uh, it is back up. And uh, oh, the so petition that I mentioned last week it, it had been handed over to the minister's office. Um, so there wasn't any way to add to the petition. So they, they didn't hack it by putting uh, extraneous words on it or, or changing it like you would a Wikipedia page? No, they took it down. I think they were getting lots of uh, page not found errors. Oh, that's not a and fun also, hack. And also trying to, uh, mm. to hide links to other sites. In it's, the back end of the code. If you're gonna if you're gonna hack a website uh, that, like that, especially if, if you're trying to do it maliciously, then at least go. Oh, I want to see what Save Our SBS is going on. Oh no, Goatsy, no. <laughs> <laughs> Save- Two girls, one cap. No, no. I don't want to see. Don't. I don't want to see that. I wanted to sign a petition. I don't want to sign that petition. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. And that brings us to the end. Oh. of yes, it does, uh. Brett. It does. Hey, hey, we've come this far. Let's not spoil it. We've had a nice time. Come on now. If Courtney wasn't here, Brett. Fine. SBS is showing <laughs> cut down versions of Rockwiz uh, from, from days gone by. And uh, what, Are you angry about that too? <laughs> well, yes, they're not doing a great job about cutting them down. But um, our loyal listener, Cat was on. Uh, oh, really? Week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Geek, geek Cat. Cat Brain. Cat Brain. Thank you. Yes. He's getting our listeners' names wrong now. Awkward. So, so Cat Brain was on recently. Cat Brain was on. Ah, oh, mm. excellent. Mm. Excellent. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters, episode 129. I want to say thanks to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors, who give us prizes to give away to you, the listeners, when we have a quiz. And when we have a guest, give us prizes to give to our guest. Like the John Thursday. Yeah. Thank you. Courtesy of, of, of Crumpler, there's a, a little John Thursday. Crumpler are great. They uh, they do uh, make bags that are great for throwing everything into that you could possibly think of. They make some excellent laptop bags, and they are our giveaway sponsors. They give us stuff to give to you, and we love them for that. Cool. I also want to say thanks to Courtney Hocking. Thanks for having yeah. me. Our wonderful fun. co-host today. Are you going to come back? Well, if you'll have me, I'd yeah, love to. Pretty good. Please do. Yeah. Thanks. You're so less beardy than Ross is. <laughs> I can work on that if it's a problem. Can you try? Because I, I miss him. I'll give it a go. I miss him a bit. That'd be <laughs> nice. I also want to say thanks to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. April Amnesty is still on. There are lots of prizes that you can win if you subscribe during April. Courtney, last week when Wilbur Wilde was our co-host, he actually subscribed to Triple R during the show. Right. Uh, you haven't done that. I can do that. Uh, okay. And I'll, to- I'll top Wilbur <laughs> Wilde. I'll fight him if that's what it takes. Yeah, he totally took out a passionate subscription. Double passionate, I think. Tri- triple passionate. I'm pretty poor. With chocolate chips. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, so you can uh, you can subscribe, uh, give Triple R a phone call, or get onto the website rrr.org.au. Or a three nine three double eight one zero two seven. And uh, you can subscribe to Three Triple R, who help us out a lot by letting us use their studios. They're really good to us. Until next week. 
Oh, before that, I want to say you can email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. You can check it out, check us out on the blog at boxcutters.net. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, you could go onto the iTunes Music Store and write a review on the Boxcutters page. It's worked, people. Boxcutters are now a featured TV and film podcast on iTunes Music Store. So more reviews, more people will notice, uh, more people will get to listen to Boxcutters and uh, and enjoy the show as well. And welcome to the thousands of new listeners that we've got uh, through that little link on Thousands. On thousands. Thousands. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm Courtney Hawking. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Boxcutters. Catch us again next week, same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Thank you.